welcome to the Adam B and Adam G debut and emergency podcast. We're talking all things NBA here. We've tried this four times and we're actually thinking about hanging up our podcast shoes before we even start. But before we do, I'd like to introduce my co-host, my regular guest, one of the biggest scumbags I have personally ever met, my lifelong friend, it's Adam G. Hello, Adam B. Hello, Adam G. Uh, Look, I feel terribly guilty about giving a man like you a platform, but I was all out of people to go and reach out to, so here we are, and we're going to talk about today's blockbuster NBA trade as allegedly broken by ShamWow on Twitter. Kyrie Irving is out of Cleveland. Isaiah Thomas is out of Boston. It's Isaiah J. Crowder, mysterious Croatian center Ante Zizic, and the 2008 Nets pick, or 2018 Nets pick, that is, all for Kyrie Irving. Adam G., your initial reaction. Um, does it change the fact that uh, mysterious Croatian seven-foot center is slightly overweight mysterious seven-foot Croatian center? He didn't look does that so make fresh. The yeah, does that make the trade worse for the Cavs? I th- look, I think he was just a sacrifice for salary, Ante Zizic. You know, actually, I was in Croatia a couple of months ago, and my taxi driver is like, Ante Zizic, he's incredible. And he was actually playing in the U- in the uh, in the Euro League for guess whose team? It's it's for, it's former Cavs coach David Blatt. So no, fucking circle here. <laughs> anyway, is, is this a good trade? Because I'm devastated as a Celtics fan. What, what, what I mean. Yeah, as a casual, as a filthy casual, as a filthy Chicago Bulls fan, what do you think? Uh, well, I hate both your teams, uh, both these teams. Um, I don't want either of the Celtics or the Cavs to do anything good. Um, but the Cavs won this. Cavs GM, nameless, faceless, Cavs GM. He is... Um, <laughs> the he guy who's not David Griffin. <laughs> Whoever yeah, this guy the is. guy after David <laughs> the Griffin. The guy after David Griffin. He will not be renewing his contract once his contract ends. No, no, he'll be gone. He'll be gone in no time once uh, Gilbert has enough of him. But he 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 fleeced Danny Ainge, which yeah, he won, which is a really hard thing to do. Danny Ainge is notoriously stingy, notoriously a, a bit of a tease. No. Yes, he's very much a tease. How long has he had this Brooklyn pick and been teasing it around the NBA for? He's been dangling it. He's been dangling it like his hanging brain at the beach. And now, of all times, he's decided to do it. So, look, let's break it down. Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving, neither of these two guys can really play defense. Both of them give you around 25 points per game of production. I mean, I don't see why the Celtics would say, oh, look, here's an opportunity for a trade. We're going to strengthen our biggest competitor in the East, our competitor that happens to have a guy called LeBron James, a competitor that's been to the finals, what, four years in a row? Uh, and in return, yeah. we're going to get Kyrie Irving. We're going to get Kyrie Irving, who's going to do what for us? He's going to give you the same as Isaiah. He's going to be doing it with a little bit more inside game and less three-pointing. Yes. Less three-pointing. I think I'm creating new words here. There you are. Um, he's going mean, to do what Kyrie Irving does, which is beat guys off the dribble, score ridiculously hard shots with hands in his face, with double teams, 
finishing off the glass, just doing Kyrie Irving stuff. And Isaiah can do the same thing, score the same amount of points. And usually it's from a little bit more distance with a few more floaters, but they're going to give you the same thing. The benefit that the Celtics get is obviously the age, the age of Kyrie. Kyrie is astonishingly 25 years old. And IT is going to be at the end of this season, coming up to free agency, he's going to be 29 years old and rightfully demanding the first decent contract of his career. That is the silver lining here. No? Mm -hmm. Uh, that's that's tough to put it as a silver lining there. Um, I still think outright Cleveland have won this, and they've won it initially in isolation. This trade, Cleveland have won this just because of the pick, not because of Isaiah, not because of Kyrie. Um, and we'll get onto the Celtics in a sec in regards to what Danny Ainge has done, but I still wanted to start with the Cavs and say that. Congratulations to Cavs GM because yes. he who shall not be named and who shall not get a second contract has now done something which means for the next 10 years he will always have a job in the NBA by just getting that Brooklyn pick. He fleeced them. I mean, let's let's take one step back here, Adam G. Earlier this American summer, the Pacers deal a very unhappy Paul George. Paul George says, I'm going to go to LA next year. You should trade me. The Pacers shop around, shop around all-star Paul George, who can score, who can defend, who admittedly has been kind of disappointing in the playoffs, but is undoubtedly one of the best 10 scorers in the NBA. And what do they get back from the Thunder? They get back Victor Oladipo, and it's a bonus. That's the best they could do. And then you see Jimmy Butler go to the Wolves for, you know, a bag of Doritos and a connoisseur ice cream. And so, you know, this has been the market all summer. You know, it's been a weak market for all-star trades. And then nameless, faceless Cavs GM goes and gets a haul for Kyrie Irving. IT, Jay Crowder, who, as much as we laugh at him and as much as he's frustrated me over the years, Jay Crowder is making $7 million a year until 2020-2021. He's a bargain. And then you get the Nets pick. How, how does Danny Ainge let this happen? Was he just... Did he just have eyes on the prize like Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving superstar, you know, ticket sales, you know, years of production? I don't get it. I think he just wanted to make his team better. Did and he, he has made his team better. Oh, come on. Has he made his he's team better? Yeah, he's made his team better. You guys had Amir Johnson starting games for you last year. Yeah, I'm not I'm not talking about getting rid of Amir. Like, uh, yes, the other moves this summer, getting Gordon Haywood, shedding some bad salary, um, you know, the Avery Bradley trade could look good in no time at all. Look, I get that, but this trade in isolation, you've strengthened your biggest competitor in the East. Uh, you've got back you've got back a, a comparable player to IT in Kyrie, who's maybe, you know, more proven in the clutch. We'll never forget that game seven shot against the Warriors. But, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see, you know, you, do you really think the Celtics now have a better chance of winning it all this season? Yes, they lost the trade, but they, they are now in a better position to win the East. 
Why? Because Kyrie scores more efficiently. Because Kyrie's a better distributor. He's not like what are the? Is it because he's not five foot nine? I'm five foot nine. So <laughs> if we're comparing that, then yes, it's better to be more than five foot nine than it is to be five foot nine. Sorry, it. But <laughs> respect it. Yeah, I know. But he's he's had his career year. This is his career year. He will regress back to the mean. So he will come back to what he's done closely with other seasons. Maybe 20 points a game or 18 points a game. Well, this is Isaiah's career at the moment. Working off 25-plus minutes a game, he's gone 11, 13, 20, 15, 19, 22 points a game, and then 28.9 points per game last season. Right, will not do that again. Right, and there were there were a number of games where you were just left scratching your head, thinking, "How the hell is he doing this game after game?" And you know, I know the Celtics won fifty six games last year, or thereabouts, fifty three, fifty six, and there were more than a handful where they got absolutely bailed out by it there, and maybe maybe got a little bit more confident than they should have been, and were kind of shown up in the playoffs when it came time to play Cleveland. Yeah, definitely, and that's where look. The difference between Kyrie Irving and Isaiah is that I think that Isaiah will go back to who he is because you are who you are. There's no NBA player that suddenly surprises or suddenly makes that one-year leap and stays there. They end up coming back to who they are. When you have a player shoot for the first time in his career 40% from three, and every other year he's shot 31 or 32% from three, so below average, he doesn't suddenly then become a 40% three-point shooter. Look, I hear your argument there. I, the other thing that I keep coming back to was this mysterious, potentially debilitating, potentially way more serious than the Celtics led on hip injury that he suffered in the playoffs. And it's a hip injury that he suffered as a five foot nine guy going on 30 years old um and that can't be underestimated especially since he's coming up to free agency i know i mean look at my sports career 28 five foot nine hip injury getting on to 30 years old you can barely walk down the street to meet me for a beer i know so imagine isaiah (laughs) okay well hold on let's let's can we talk for a second about the emotional element here the Celtics, since they traded Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, have not had a true leader, have not had anyone worth rooting for unless you count Evan fucking Turner. IT comes in in a mysterious little trade, wildly underestimated, and makes Boston an exciting team to root for again. He's the underdog. The whole team has this kind of chip-on-the-shoulder identity. Marcus Smart loves it. He gets rid of the terrible gold tips in his hair, and all of a sudden the Celtics are the number one seed. The guy loses his sister on the eve of the playoffs, come back, and you know has has a damn good playoffs, including dropping like fifty odd points against the Wizards in a key match. Like this guy, single handedly revitalized the franchise, and at the end of a career year, the reward he gets after you know working all star games to recruit superstars to Boston and successfully recruiting a guy like Gordon Hayward. The reward he gets is, what, being traded to his biggest rival? Is that fair? Does fair even matter? I think it does, but, you know, the business of it, what? I mean, he can't 
And this is where the issue for Kyrie Irving is that he's been ungrateful. He's been an ungrateful little prick for making the finals, what, four years, three years in a row with LeBron? Oh, he hasn't had to lift a fucking finger. He gets, he, gets, he gets the glow of the credit, the glow of yeah. glory. He gets to take every second defensive possession off, and he gets dragged to the Eastern Conference Finals, dragged to the finals, can show up when he wants to and get all the credit, can vanish and get very little of the blame. And he's a, he's a spoiled little prick. Yeah, and this is where Isaiah, it's sad for him because Boston loved him and he seemingly loved Boston. But this is a business. And fortunately for him, he's now playing with the best player in the world right now. He will be okay. And I, he will I, be okay. I wish him I wish him all the best. And by the way, Kyrie, I'd like to rescind all those comments I just made about you being a spoiled little prick. I love your crossover. I love the English you put on a, a little layup off the glass. Welcome to Boston. I dragged you into that. Yeah, I dragged um, you into that little Kyrie hate. Well, I'm, I'm emotional today. Look, I'm not acting rationally. Do you think? Uh, <laughs> do you think that the NBA's angriest, grumpiest player, Jay Crowder, will f- flourish in Cleveland, who have absolutely jackal depth, by the way, unless you count Jeff Green, who promises to score 40 points, you know, twice a season. Adam B. All Cleveland are. That's all they are is depth. Jay Crowder's joining a great group of depth players Shumpert, Rose yes Derek Rose is now depth JR including shirtless JR both depth players both depth Kyle Corver Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry's podcast and shout out to those two guys shout out Jeff Green Jose Calderon it is a team of depth and yes Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love uh, will count you guys as depth players because neither of you see the floor at the same time so congratulations on 24 minutes a game is Jay um, Crowder not their best depth player now? Then, if you if you put you lump him in those category with the likes of Shumpert, um, who was meant to be like a, a, a superstar defender at some point, um, Shumpert got this might reputation be the that's dumbest weird. player. What? Yeah, but Shumpert might be the dumbest player in the entire um, NBA. He, he made some thicker, some boneheaded decisions, but so does Jr. So look, you got guys like Jr. Shump. Shump can't shoot. He can barely defend. JR has moments on offense that are glorious, and when he tries on defense, he can be effective. But Jay Crowder, all of a sudden, this $7 million man who could easily be mistaken for that bloke from Denver or Damara Carroll, is all of a sudden maybe the key to LeBron James making a deep run in the finals, no? Would you rather have Damari Carroll or Jay Crowder? I honestly don't know the difference, except that I do know that if Jay Crowder makes a three-pointer in the first quarter of a game, he's going to go two for nine from downtown for the rest of the game and probably cost you the game. Okay, I'd probably choose Damari Carroll then. <laughs> um, look, I guess for Cleveland, they win the trade. Um, it's an A-plus trade. A-plus. They, they, the they had no they leverage. Get- yeah, they get the pick. They had no leverage. They had a guy who didn't want to be there, and they end up with the Brooklyn pick that's been teased around the league by Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics. Um, what I'm curious about is, will Cleveland keep that pick? Or or they are they going to use it to get some kind of extra second star? Yes, because now... If you if you believe the rumors about oh LeBron's going to LA 100% next year, 
you see your championship window in a very different way. So if you grab an ample scorer and distributor in Isaiah Thomas, you grab an ample defender and sometimes shooter Jay Crowder, you say, oh, we've got this pick right now and we've got, you know, maybe a few extra roster spots since we... we, we um, Oh no, they don't have extra roster spots, do they? But you got this you got this tempting scenario where you could shed some of the fat, the fat being Channing Fry and his ilk. And you got this a really, really good asset in the twenty eighteen Nets pick. Do you say, Ooh, can we plug a hole with this now? Go all in. We think we're gonna lose LeBron anyway. Let's just win the championship this year. Um, or do you say, look, we're gonna lose LeBron at the end of this season? He's gone. We need to start thinking about the future at the same time as playing for the championship now. And I'm going to draft that player at the top five. And I'm going to, that's going to be my blueprint for the future. Well, if you, if you believe all the Twitter reports, and just like my always correct opinions, Twitter is always correct as well. Um, <laughs> Wayne Wade hasn't spoken to the Bulls for a long, long time and is about to be bought out. Yeah, like I, I do remember reading, you know, like uh, earlier this summer, this American summer, a reporter asking him, oh, you know, you're going to, you know, now that Jimmy Butler's been traded, are you going to take your, your player option and go back to the Bulls? And and why would you? <laughs> he just grinned and he's like, I'm going to go get so, my checks. I'm going to get my money. Now he can get his money and he can go play with his buddy in Cleveland as well. So what does that leave you with? IT, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Another wing of any sort. So we are talking then the fourth wing being anyone from JR, not Shumpert, please don't put him in again, um, Derek Rose, Kyle Corver, Richard Jefferson, Jeff Green, Jose Calderon, or now Jay Crowder. That's nice. Look, I mean, look, if you look at it like that, and if LeBron doesn't regress – um, and based on what we've seen him doing in training on Instagram, it looks like he's taking his offseason very fucking seriously. If LeBron doesn't regress, you'd say they're going to comfortably take out the East, maybe a you know five or six game battle with the Celtics in the in the Eastern Conference Finals. Can that team though? Can that team put up any more of a fight against Golden State than they did last year? No. They can't because you're looking at Dwayne Wade's name rather than Dwayne Wade's performances. Yeah, Dwayne Wade and, showed up once in the playoffs last year, uh, last season, yeah. once. Showed up once in the playoffs and showed up zero times during the regular season. Including like and, kind of like eroding team culture by not showing up to training, bitching about players to the media. Like yep. he was a net loss for the Bulls last year. Oh, that, this was the worst Bulls season that I've been alive and well and following, by far. From coaching to Jimmy Butler to Rajon Rondo to um, Dwayne Wade, even through the Rajonissance and those two games. <laughs> yes. Well, look, when Rajon Rondo is like the most liked player internally in your team, especially by the rookies and the young guys, you know you've got serious shit going down. Exactly. So, look, the the Cavs line up in clutch and crunch time against the Warriors is still not good enough unless you have Isaiah somehow doing this again, which, as I've said, he won't do again. This is his career year. He'll go back to 22, 23, 24 points a game, 
he won't be having the what was it five or more 50 point games or something that he had this year yeah he was unbelievable but one thing i would flag with regards to that is it did most of his damage when he was off ball when brad stevens would move him to the two and when he was playing um a, a little bit of you know pick and roll with al horford all of a sudden, when the decoy player for IT becomes LeBron fucking James, he's going to be getting looks. Yeah. Like, the looks are going to be there for him. And sure, like, he could uh, suddenly get hot and draw double teams here and there. But guess what? He can kick the ball out to LeBron James. Yeah. I guess the benefit he has now is that when LeBron kicks it out to Kyrie, it's four dribbles and then do something. Whereas if LeBron kicks it out to IT... He is more likely to, yeah, on the hop, take the ball and shoot. Yeah, I mean... The, the, In we... that way, they're better. Look, they win the trade, and you can argue that they are better because they have a larger wing to play, someone bigger than Shump and JR to play against the Durants of the West. Yeah. Um, Jay Crowder could hypothetically guard Kevin Durant, at least for a couple good. of quarters. It's not about him beating Kevin Durant or slowing him down necessarily. It's about making sure LeBron doesn't have to do it. And he gets the rest, exactly. He can take a couple yeah. of possessions off. And LeBron can play free safety in the middle of the floor, and he can roam and communicate and be the defensive leader that the Cavs need, rather than the one-on-one -on -one defender that the Cavs don't need from LeBron. I've got a fucking hot take for you. If, if Cleveland are still not on paper good enough to beat the Warriors... And they just traded the 25-year-old all-star point guard, point shooter for a 28 going on 29-year-old all-star uh, point shooter who's shorter and about to come up to free agency. I mean, is that is does that not indicate that this was actually a really short, um, you know, a really narrow-minded trade for Cleveland? Is it a net loss and that if you think about it like that? Well, that's where I don't know where Cavs GM, Nameless Faceless, is going because the future vision is the Brooklyn pick, but the current vision is the get IT and get Dwayne Wade. I don't, look, I know if I'm the Cavs owner, if I'm Dan Comic Sands Gilbert, I'd love to get IT and Dwayne Wade in because that's going to mean ticket sales. But as far as translating to more wins and more playoff wins, I don't know yet. I really don't know. Uh, all I know is that this nameless, faceless man who succeeded David Griffin has managed to get Danny Ainge to part with that Nets pick and he didn't have to do a whole lot to get it. So, I mean... Do they win? They win the trade. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's just talk about your Celtics and you snuck in a little bit of um, classic Adam B humbleness for his own sporting teams what the fuck? where he pretends like they're shit or pretends like they're not as good or pretends like they're not the favourites. If you then, think the Celtics are the favourites to take out the East, Las, Celtics Vegas are the favorites. Like a, Las Vegas would like to have a word with you. Okay, well, I'd like to have a word to Las Vegas. The Celtics are the favourites. They finished number one in the East last year. LeBron is not going to want to try any more this year than last year to win the regular season. He's done that before, and he doesn't need to do it ever again, and he won't do it this year. And on top G, of that, Adam the Celtics... No, the Celtics are starting five, and the Celtics team 
is better this year than last year. I don't know if you can take out Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and Isaiah Thomas and call anything an upgrade. I get Gordon Amir Johnson. Me. <laughs> well, it's worth it's worth pointing out the Celtics have lost four out of their five starters in from a team that uh, took out the number one seed in the East last year. No matter how good your coach is, and I think Brad Stevens is the second coming of fucking Christ. No matter how good your coach is, there's going to be a period of transition. And he, he's got to work out how these guys are going to click together, who's going to own the ball in crunch time. Everyone's got to get their shots. And, you know, with Kyrie taking 17 dribbles and doing long pull-up mid-ranges, it's going to be trickier to get everyone their shots. It, there's going to be a period of transition in this team and they probably won't look as hot as you'd think coming out of the gates. And Adam G, can we just point out, who are they coming out? <laughs> what? What's the opening night NBA match this season? Opening night NBA game, October 18th. We are looking at, or is that October 18th, Australia time? Yeah, October we are 17th looking in at the States. October 17th, Boston Celtics and Kyrie Irving up against the Cleveland Cavaliers, including Cavs GM Faceless and Nameless, LeBron James and Isaiah Thomas. And Jay Crowder pouting in the corner. Yes, and Jay Crowder pouting in the corner. <laughs> Adam Silver slash the ghost of David Stern, who I now count as dead. You, you, yes. you couldn't be happier. They're just rubbing their hands together right now. Gleefully. Oh, this is a David Stern move. This is a, Adam Silver's definitely learnt something from David Stern. Oh, yeah. To make Cavs and Celtics play on day one after this trade, but somehow release the schedule before this trade is genius, genius. yeah absolutely and by the way jeff sherman uh, on twitter this guy is the westgate las vegas superbook manager i.e he sets the odds uh nba title odds prior to Kyrie irving isaiah thomas trade Cavs at four to one celtics at 10 to one this is to win the championship Cavs four to one celtics 10 to one nba title odds after trade Cavs four to one celtics 10 to one. I think I still agree with that. Vegas have not moved the odds. Nothing's been nudged. So I I guess, look, this trade, we we don't know who the real winner is until, I guess, the end of the next season. If If the Cavs can pull out another championship and Jay Crowder can win a finals MVP, faceless, nameless Cavs GM is going to look like a fucking genius. But... As of right now, as of today, I got to give uh, I got to give that same faceless name as GM uh, an A plus. This is a hell of a trade, and Danny Ainge, well, he's got to be crossing his fingers that um, Kyrie Irving learns. This how to isn't pass a rental. Food. Yeah, yeah, oh, and yeah, this yeah. isn't a rental as well. Well, he's got two seasons left on his contract, and I don't know if you'd want to give up a Nets pick and all that that, that haul for two seasons of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and that's that's something that we'll have to talk about and have to look at in the next couple of years. Um, but that's a long-term concern for Danny Ainge. Okay, Adam G, I want to leave with your hottest take from all this. What is your what is your most ridiculous prediction uh, in the outcome of this trade? Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers will do the dumbest thing of all and trade away this Brooklyn pick to gather another star for this year. The pick will be going to the New York Knicks. (laughs) No. 
for one of Kevin Love or Tristan Thompson and the seven-foot monster from the New York Knicks, Paul Zingas, will be coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Knicks and Cavs will all be happy. Oh, man. That is even more irrational than I was expecting when you said New York because I thought you were going to say they would straight up trade the pick for <laughs> Carmelo Anthony and that would be something because imagine if you had Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony and Isaiah Thomas <laughs> as like a crunch time lineup with Tristan Thompson. You know what? That wouldn't, that wouldn't actually surprise me as well. In fact... Given the salary issues and matching salaries, I think that they would have to take that. And the current Cavs GM, who has made an awesome move to get this pick, there is nothing, nothing that no experience that we have of his GM history saying that he won't then now get rid of this pick for LeBron's best friend. My goodness, that would be hot. Uh, that would be that would be an irrational move from what we understand to be a very rational human being up to this point my hot take is that Kyrie Irving uh his numbers are going to drop I think that the Celtics are going to have serious issues when it comes to touches um there was so much riding on the pick and roll um one two of IT and Al Horford and Al Horford being productive relied on that um you got Gordon Haywood coming in, who is so used to having so much of the ball. I think that um, at least for the first half of the season, you're going to see a dramatic drop in Kyrie's numbers um, and a little bit of discontent on the Celtics. But obviously, I hope for better. Look, I hope that Kyrie's numbers skyrocket in the Celtics and everyone in your team hates him and you guys implode. Well, you know, thanks as always for your generosity and your goodwill, Adam G., I think I think we can leave it there for an emergency debut pod. I, I think we've done bloody well. Yeah, I think uh, fourth time we're very good. Yes, fourth time we're very good. And, you know, fingers crossed, uh, prayers up. If this works, we'll be back with you folk really, really soon uh, with more Adam B and Adam G NBA hot takes. Thank you for listening. Want to give us a five-star review? A four-star for Adam G's hot take, maybe. We can accept that, but, you know, five would help. So uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you very much. Thanks, Adam B. Bye, Adam G. Bye-bye.